Chapter six to nine, book twenty, volume two of Lamort d'Arthur. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Nathan at antipodeanwriter.wordpress.com. Lamort d'Arthur, volume two, by Sir Thomas Mallory. Chapter six of the counsel and advice that was taken by Sir Launcelot and his friends for to save the queen my lord sir launcelot said sir bors by mine advice ye shall take the woe with the wheel and take it in patience and thank god of it and sithen it is fallen as it is i counsel you keep yourself for an ye will yourself there is no fellowship of knights christened that shall do you wrong also i will counsel you my lord sir launcelot that an my lady queen guenevere be in distress in so much as she is in pain for your sake that ye knightly rescue her an ye did otherwise all the world will speak of you shame to the world's end insomuch as ye were taken with her whether ye did right or wrong it is now your part to hold with the queen that she be not slain and put to a mischievous death for an she so die the shame shall be yours jesu defend me from shame said sir launcelot and keep and save my lady the queen from villainy and shameful death and that she never be destroyed in my default wherefore my fair lords my kin and my friends said sir launcelot what will ye do then they said all we will do as ye will do i put this to you said sir launcelot that if my lord arthur by evil counsel will to morn in his heat put my lady the queen to the fire there to be brent now i pray you counsel me what is best to do then they said all at once with one voice sir us thinkest best that ye knightly rescue the queen insomuch as she shall be brent it is for your sake and it is to suppose an ye might be handled ye should have the same death or a more shamefuller death and sir we say all that ye have many times rescued her from death for other men's quarrels us seemeth it is more your worship that ye rescue the queen from this peril insomuch she hath it for your sake then sir launcelot stood still and said my fair lords wit you well i would be loath to do that thing that should dishonour you or my blood and wit you well i would be loath that my lady the queen should die a shameful death but an it be so that ye will counsel me to rescue her i must do much harm or i rescue her and peradventure i shall there destroy some of my best friends that should much repent me and peradventure there be some and they could well bring it about or disobey my lord king arthur they would soon come to me the which i were loath to hurt and if so be that i rescue her where shall i keep her that shall be the least care of us all said sir bors how did the noble knight sir tristram by your good will kept not he with him la belle isoud near three year in joyous guard the which was done by your alther device and that same place is your own and in likewise may ye do and ye list and take the queen lightly away if it so be the king will judge her to be brent and in joyous guard ye may keep her long enough until the heat of the king be past and then shall ye bring again the queen to the king with great worship and then peradventure ye shall have thank for her bringing home and love and thank where other shall have morgued that is hard to do said sir launcelot for by sir tristram i may have a warning for when by means of treaties sir tristram brought again la belle is sold unto king mark from joyous guard look what befell on the end how shamefully that false traitor king mark slew him as he sat harping afore his lady la belle isoud with a ground and glaive he thrust him in behind to the heart it grieveth me said sir launcelot to speak of his death for all the world may not find such a knight all this is truth said sir bors but there is one thing shall courage you and us all ye know well king arthur and king mark were never like of conditions 
for there was never yet man could prove king arthur untrue of his promise so to make short tale they were all consented that for better other for worse if so were that the king were on the morn brought to the fire shortly they all would rescue her and so by the advice of sir launcelot they put them all in an ambushment in a wood as nigh carlisle as they might and there they abode still to wit what the king would do chapter seven how sir mordred rode hastily to the king to tell him of the affray and death of sir agravaine and the other knights now turn me again unto sir mordred that when he was escaped from the noble knight sir launcelot he anon gat his horse and mounted upon him and rode unto king arthur sore wounded and smitten and all for bled and there he told the king all how it was and how they were all slain save himself all only jesu mercy how may this be said the king took ye him in the queen's chamber yea so god me help said sir mordred there we found him unarmed and there he slew colgrevance and armed him in his armour and all this he told the king from the beginning to the ending jesu mercy said the king he is a marvellous knight of prowess alas me sore repenteth said the king that ever sir launcelot should be against me now i am sure the noble fellowship of the round table is broken for ever for with him will many a noble knight hold and now it is fallen so said the king that i may not with my worship but the queen must suffer the death so then there was made great ordinance in this heat that the queen must be judged to the death and the law was such in those days that whomsoever they were of what estate or degree if they were found guilty of treason there should be none other remedy but death and either the men or the taking with the deed should be causer of their hasty judgment and right so was it ordained for queen guenevere because sir mordred was escaped sore wounded and the death of thirteen knights of the round table these proofs and experiences caused king arthur to command the queen to the fire there to be brent then spake sir gawaine and said my lord arthur i would counsel you not to be over hasty but that ye would put it in respite this judgment of my lady the queen for many causes one it is though it were so that sir launcelot were found in the queen's chamber yet it might be so that he came thither for none evil for ye know my lord said sir gawaine that the queen is much beholden unto sir launcelot more than unto any other knight for oft times he hath saved her life and done battle for her when all the court refused the queen and peradventure she sent for him for goodness and for none evil to reward him for his good deeds that he had done to her in times past and peradventure my lady the queen sent for him to that intent that sir launcelot should come to her good grace privily and secretly weening to her that it was best so to do in eschewing and dreading of slander for oft times we do many things that we ween it be for the best and yet peradventure it turneth to the worst for i dare say said sir gawaine my lady your queen is to you both good and true and as for sir launcelot said sir gawaine i dare say he will make it good upon any knight living that will put upon himself villainy or shame and in likewise he will make good for my lady dame guenevere that i believe well said king arthur but i will not that way with sir launcelot for he trusteth so much upon his hands and his might that he doubteth no man and therefore for my queen he shall never fight more for she shall have the law and if i may get sir launcelot which you will he shall have a shameful death jesu defend said sir gawaine that i may never see it why say ye so said king arthur forsooth ye have no cause to love sir launcelot for this night last past he slew your brother sir agravaine a full good knight and almost he had slain your other brother sir mordred and also there he slew thirteen noble knights and also sir gawaine remember you he slew two sons of yours sir florence and sir lovell my lord said sir gawaine of all this i have knowledge 
of whose deaths i repent me sore but in so much i gave them warning and told my brethren and my sons aforehand what would fall in the end in so much they would not do by my counsel i will not meddle me thereof nor revenge me nothing of their deaths for i told them it was no boot to strive with sir launcelot howbeit i am sorry of the death of my brethren and of my sons for they are the causes of their own death for oft times i warned my brother sir agravaine and i told him the perils the which be now fallen chapter eight how sir launcelot and his kinsmen rescued the queen from the fire and how he slew many knights then said the noble king arthur to sir gawaine dear nephew i pray you make you ready in your best armour with your brethren sir gaheris and sir gareth to bring my queen to the fire there to have her judgment and receive the death nay my most noble lord said sir gawaine that will i never do for wit you well i will never be in that place where so noble a queen as is my lady dame guenevere shall take a shameful end for wit you well said sir gawaine my heart will never serve me to see her die and it shall never be said that ever i was of your counsel of her death then said the king to sir gawaine suffer your brothers sir gaheris and sir gareth to be there my lord said sir gawaine wit ye well that they will be loath to be there present because of many adventures the which be like there to fall but they are young and full unable to say you nay then spake sir gaheris and the good knight sir gareth unto sir arthur sir ye may well command us to be there but wit ye well it shall be sore against our will but an we be there by your straight commandment ye shall plainly hold us there excused we will be there in peaceable wise and bear none harness of war upon us in the name of god said the king then make you ready for she shall soon have her judgment anon alas said sir gawaine that ever i should endure to see this woeful day so sir gawaine turned him and wept heartily and so he went into his chamber and then the queen was led forth without carlisle there she was despoiled into her smock and so then her ghostly father was brought to her to be shriven of her misdeeds then was there weeping and wailing and wringing of hands of many lords and ladies there were but few in comparison that would bear any armour for to strength the death of the queen then was there one that sir launcelot had sent unto that place for to espy what time the queen should go unto her death and anon as he saw the queen despoiled into her smock and so shriven then he gave sir launcelot warning then was there but spurring and plucking up of horses and right so they came to the fire and who that stood against them there were they slain there might none withstand sir launcelot so all that bare arms and withstood them there were they slain full many a noble knight for there were slain sir belions leogrilus sir sequorides sir griflet sir brandiles sir agblevale sir tor sir gelter sir gillimer sir reynolds three brethren sir damus sir priamus sir kay the stranger sir driant sir lambegus sir hemindi sir Petilope, sir perimones two brethren that were called the green knight and the red knight and so in this rushing and hurling as sir launcelot thrang here and there it mishapped him to slay gaheris and sir gareth the noble knight for they were unarmed and unware for as the french book saith sir launcelot smote sir gareth and sir gaheris upon the brainpans wherethrough they were slain in the field albeit in very truth sir launcelot saw them not and so were they found dead among the thickest of the press then when sir launcelot had thus done and slain and put to flight all that would withstand him then he rode straight unto dwame guenevere and made a kirtle and a gown to be cast upon her and then he made her to be set behind him and prayed her to be of good cheer wit ye well the queen was glad that she was escaped from the death 
and then she thanked god and sir launcelot and so he rode his way with the queen as the french book saith unto joyous guard and there he kept her as a noble knight should do and many great lords and some kings sent sir launcelot many good knights and many noble knights drew unto sir launcelot when this was known openly that king arthur and sir launcelot were at debate many knights were glad of their debate and many were full heavy of their debate chapter nine of the sorrow and lamentation of king arthur for the death of his nephews and other good knights and also for the queen his wife so turn we again unto king arthur that when it was told him how and in what manner of wise the queen was taken away from the fire and when he heard of the death of his noble knights and in especial of sir gaheris and sir gareth's death then the king swooned for pure sorrow and when he awoke of his swoon then he said alas that ever i bear crown upon my head for now have i lost the fairest fellowship of noble knights that ever held christian king together alas my good knights be slain away from me now within these two days i have lost forty knights and also the noble fellowship of sir launcelot and his blood for now i may never hold them together no more with my worship alas that ever this war began now fair fellows said the king i charge you that no man tell sir gawaine of the death of his two brethren for i am sure said the king when sir gawaine heareth tell that sir gareth is dead he will go nigh out of his mind mercy jesu said the king why slew he sir gareth and sir gaheris for i dare say as for sir gareth he loved sir launcelot above all men earthly that is truth said some knights but they were slain in the hurtling as sir launcelot thrang in the thick of the press and as they were unarmed he smote them and wist not whom that he smote and so unhappily they were slain the death of them said arthur will cause the greatest mortal war that ever was i am sure wist sir gawaine that sir gareth was slain i should never have rest of him till i had destroyed sir launcelot's kin and himself both or else he to destroy me and therefore said the king which you well my heart was never so heavy as it is now and much more am i am sorrier for my good knight's loss than for the loss of my fair queen for queens i might have enough but such a fellowship of good knights shall never be together in no company and now i dare say said king arthur there was never christian king held such a fellowship together and alas that ever sir launcelot and i should be at debate ah agravaine agravaine said the king jesu forgive it thy soul for thine evil will that thou and thy brother sir mordred hadst unto sir launcelot hath caused all this sorrow and ever among these complaints the king wept and swooned then there came one unto sir gawaine and told him how the queen was led away with sir launcelot and nigh a twenty-four knights slain o jesu defend my brethren said sir gawaine for full well wist i that sir launcelot would rescue her whether else he would die in that field and to say the truth he had not been a man of worship had he not rescued the queen that day insomuch she should have been brent for his sake and as in that said sir gawaine he hath done but knightly and as i would have done myself and i had stood in like case but where are my brethren said sir gawaine i marvel i hear not of them truly said that man sir gareth and sir gaheris be slain jesu defend said sir gawaine for all the world i would not that they were slain and in especial my good brother sir gareth sir said the man he is slain and that is great pity who slew him said sir gawaine sir said the man launcelot slew them both that may i not believe said sir gawaine that ever he slew my brother sir gareth for i dare say my brother gareth loved him better than me and all his brethren and the king both also i dare say and sir launcelot had desired my brother sir gareth with him he would have been with him against the king and us all and therefore i may never believe that sir launcelot slew my brother sir said this man it is noised that he slew him
End of Book twenty, chapters six to nine. Read by Nathan at antipodeanwriter.wordpress.com.